Welcome, folks. Jemai, come on in. I am your host, the Eskimo Libertarian, and with me is my co-host, the fluffy-faced wonder himself, the Cajun Libertarian. <laughs> How are you, Cajun? <laughs> I have. Uh, I've been doing better, but I'm all right. So you're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good. Um, as of right now, we're we're good. How are you? I am doing great. It's sweater weather. You like my sweater? No. You like the sweater? You don't, you don't like oh, the sweater? I, I disagree with both. It is not sweater weather. It is still very hot here. And <laughs> no, I don't because... I want my scarf. You like that. my scarf? You no. like you like this? You like If it said who that with Saints and Drew Brees and the legendary... Uh, Drew Brees is retired. He's also a first-round ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. So I respect him, but he's not on the field anymore, bud. Go Pack Go. <laughs> Anyways, so this episode we will be talking about this roller coaster of a weekend. We'll be going over how uh, the White House has removed David Chipman as a nomination for head of the ATF. And we will be going over Biden's executive order that he just came out with yesterday because we're the last show of the week for Muddy Wars Media and they weren't able to cover it. So we're going to cover it. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So. Make sure you guys like, comment, and share this uh, episode. Let everyone else know about this. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yes, indeed. Have to thank my Matt Wright for that phenomenal intro video, real quick. Yeah, that that music slaps. <laughs> I had to explain to my husband what that means. He's like, "What does it mean that it slaps?" Oh, That's oh, fantastic. Man. I feel like a dorky mom that still uses slang of the like younger folks, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's embarrassing." <laughs> You're like the same age as my wife, and somehow that still is applicable. Yeah, you are the old lady. That's like, ah, that music slaps. Let me explain that to my family. <laughs> For sure. And I'm really excited because NFL season starts, and uh, the Packers are playing this weekend. Go, Pack, go. Playing the Saints. Who that? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Who is your quarterback now? We don't know yet. Oh. Probably, we'll uh, find probably out. Jameson Winston with a uh, a touch of Taysom Hill, which we will still be more of a threat to be reckoned with than the Green Bay Packers. That's just a fact. And the Dallas Cowboys, who are just terrible. Bootleg. Yeah, we can terrible. both agree that the Cowboys suck. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> so yeah, who that? And then if you're uh, if you're of the trader variety, as Eskimo is, you can say that go Whatever. the P to the A C K go. I go Pecco. I refuse. Nope, I refuse to say that. Absolutely refuse to dun, say that. Dun, 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 dun. 
go. Yeah. I've actually been to a Packers <laughs> game before. Oh, nice. Two of them. Yeah. It was, I, okay, Lambeau is amazing. It's a beautiful experience. Even if you aren't a Packers fan, definitely go if you ever get the chance because it's an amazing experience. I have been to countless Saints games. Countless. And, um, yeah, I would much rather spend my time in the dome where it is airplane jet loud than up there where it is freezing cold. Oh, but it's so much fun. Okay, whenever the Packers score, everyone's throwing the snow in the air, and it's all across the stadium, like snow in the air. (laughs) Magical. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess if you're a... If you if you're a snowbird, sure. That's the wrong uh, term. Sean, <laughs> Sean Hickman said, oh, "Oh wait, I'm sorry." Or Roy Martin Mohican Libertarian says, "Because it's easy to get Saints tickets." Uh, what are you smoking? <laughs> what is thousands of dollars to get Saints tickets. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. Sean Sean Hickman says, I thought Alaskans only watch curling, and that's a valid point. No, that's the Minnesotans. <laughs> <laughs> They'd rather watch curling than the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> it's more more entertaining than the Vikings. So oof. Uh don't forget to leave us an anchor.fm call in moment. We only have one so far, so please call in. It'll be Fantastic. Ring, ring, banana phone. No. <laughs> I had a massive mm. cinnamon roll, so I feel like I'm getting like a sugar rush sugar or something. Rush. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Don't do sugar. Yeah. I'll good. tell you who else doesn't do sugar, or maybe they do. I don't know. But their absolutely organic products probably don't have sugar. Cumberland Cannabis Company. Viable, ethical, effective. So. If you're looking for great CBD oil and CBD effective treatments, please go visit Cumberland Cannabis Company. Viable, ethical, and effective for all of your natural cannabis products. Organic, safe, healthy, much better than what's being passed down by our government. So thank you, Cumberland Cannabis Company, for sponsoring the show and providing for all of us folks that love natural and organic medicinal products, go to CumberlandCannabisCompany.com right now. And they're green. They are <laughs> exactly green. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Yo, who isn't green? <laughs> Joe Salaski for Pennsylvania governor. I don't know. Maybe he is green. Maybe he has green solutions. But he is of the Libertarian Party. Uh, He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. Choose the silver-bearded liberty man, Joe (laughs) Salaski. Joe Salaski for Pennsylvania governor. 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 Dude's very bright. Very smart. Um, I really, really, really hope he wins the the governorship for the state of Pennsylvania because that will go a long way in advancing individual freedom and liberty within these United States. So please go check out Joe Solosky for governor. 
Pennsylvania. Woo. So, <laughs> getting into tonight. This ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, how about we start with the positive note first because this weekend yeah, has been a roller coaster and I want to talk about the positive first. So, White House removes David Chipman nomination for head of the ATF, Woo! which is a great win for us. So David Chipman was known for wanting more gun control. Uh, he wanted to ban assault style rifles and expand background checks. And oh yeah, did you know that he murdered children in Waco? Yeah, he was part of the Waco incident. So I don't want a child murder head of the ATF. I mean, call me crazy. What do you think? <laughs> uh, is, that, is that too crazy of a statement? No. 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 Nope. So even though he's a child murderer that was involved with Waco, um, that's not why they pulled him. No. So he would have needed 50 votes, at least 50 votes in the Senate to be consider, uh, to be voted in as a Senate-approved ATF leader. And... Um, so people are like, oh, why 50 votes? See, if they had a tie of 50-50, Kamala Harris would have been the tiebreaker. Because when you're a vice president, you're the head of the Senate, BT-dubs. So something else I find really interesting is the ATF hasn't had a Senate-confirmed leader since 2015. And the current acting leader right now is Marvin Richardson. But what if we just abolish the ATF. I mean, we obviously can't agree on a leader. And oh yeah, the ATF is responsible for a number of atrocities. Like Waco, Ruby Ridge. And oh yeah, they kill tons and tons of dogs. In fact, they kill 25 to 30 uh, dogs a day. BT dubs. That's from their department. It's an estimate, a low estimate at that. So... What do you think, Cajun? We should just abolish the ATF? Turn that it into a convenience store? <laughs> it would have been fantastic had it never existed in the first place, yes. Yeah. Do you know why the ATF was actually created in the first place? Why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> so it actually was very first started uh, because they were taxing alcohol to pay off the Civil War. That's how far back it went. And it was just alcohol. And then Prohibition hit. And then the ATF was used for enforcement about alcohol laws. And then throughout the years, they added on tobacco and then they added on firearms and then they added on explosives. And um, at first it was like to just tax them and now they regulate them and now they enforce that regulation. And now they are the domestic terrorist group that we know hmm. today. Oh, really? Because apparently, according to the federal government, you and I are domestic terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, but we're not burning children alive. They don't care. That's not domestic terrorism to them. Yeah, we're not killing innocent people. Not domestic <laughs> terrorism to the Biden administration. Yes. But you so I say abolish the ATF. Yes, 100%. Yeah. But I am very glad that 
David Chipman wasn't confirmed. That's that's a small win. That's a win. We'll take that win. I mean, it could be better. We could remove the ATF, but this is a good win, and it makes me happy, and makes a lot of folks happy. Yeah, he was awful, absolutely awful. Hopefully, the replacement isn't worse. Yeah, we should just get rid of it. Uh, I saw other folks like uh, saying who else should be the ATF leader. And then they were talking about how they want to turn it into a, co- a chain of convenience stores. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I, I'd I be could, good with that. I'd be on board with that. I'd be okay. <laughs> I did a whole uh, episode, actually, that talks about the complete history of the ATF and how it, like, snowballed and was passed around, and including uh, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene's Eliminate the ATF Act. This was a uh, couple months back, and it wasn't going to eliminate the ATF. It was going to be reabsorbed into the FBI. And so, like, the department was still going to be there, and it was still going to be doing the enforcement, and, like, the laws were still going to be there. It was just moving it. But a lot of, like, gun advocate groups were like, yeah, eliminate the ATF Act. I'm like, "Eh, it, it doesn't do that, though. It just moves it. It's still going to yeah. be there. It just shifted power from the ATF to the FBI, which is not better. Yeah. It was a guise. It was just a, a play to get independents, libertarians, and uh, you know some conservative Republicans to try to be on board with uh, what she has to say. But the fact of the matter is, when you follow the facts, they don't add up. All it did was shift power from the ATF to the FBI, which is worse. Or not exactly. any better. Yeah. And it's kind of like saying, oh, the Patriot Act. It's for patriots. <laughs> no. Hmm. Not at all. The Patriot Act is the uh, one of the most single worst intrusive government overreaches of private American citizen lives that I've that I have ever seen, period. So far. <laughs> yep, a lot of people ask, if you were president, what would be the first thing that you would abolish? It would be the Patriot Act. Because I would like our government to stop spying on individual citizens under the guise of we're going to protect our citizens from, quote-unquote, terrorism, which they still don't define by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they haven't found a single domestic terrorist under the Patriot Act. Uh, And uh, if you didn't hear, as of late, they have decided that there is no real terrorist threat overseas, which that's debatable and arguable on several fronts. They say that domestic terrorism is the number one threat to America, which is ridiculous that came out like two days ago like yesterday or the day before like literally domestic terrorism is the number one threat to american freedom but good news folks david chipman is no longer nomination (laughs) for head of the atf i forgot it's supposed to be a good news segment it's supposed to be a good news segment that is good news That's good news. That, that is good news. That dude is a clown and a joke. He worked for the ATF for over 20 years. He was horrible his entire tenure, 
and he's even worse as a nomination for head of the ATF. So great news. Thank you, Nolik. Sorry. Yeah, and we could use more good news. There has been a lot yeah. of stuff that has been hitting the news that it's been hard to make memes. I'll be honest. Some of it is so dark. I'm like, I can't make a joke. This is way too serious. You know, it's it's dark. So to have this win, a small win, makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, it should. And, and we should um, we should capitalize on that, right? That, that that's kind of uh, being shoved aside. That's not very mainstream right now. The fact that uh, the the people spoke up and said, "Hey, we don't want this clown at the head of an already clown organization," and so we did win that. We did win that. And that's important. Yeah. Even Democrats were saying that this is a very controversial nomination, and they were not for this. And the Biden administration knew that they weren't going to get at least fifty votes with this, right. and so they were like, "Okay, yeah," and. The news is trying to paint it as democratic centrists is what they're saying. And the fact of the matter is it's just people with a brain that knew that this guy burns children alive to enforce gun laws. Shouldn't be the head of the ATF. No, he should be in prison. Yeah. Or wood chipper go burr. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. So it was asked. Um, there was a reporter that asked Jen Psaki if Biden was going to nominate another person to be head of the ATF. And she said that he will do it at an appropriate time, whatever that means. So there's no timeline as to when another nomination will come along, but it's something to pay attention to. We will, I, I just don't have a, a, Never mind. It's supposed to be positive. It will be, we we, we will end that segment on a positive note. Thank God Chipman is out. Hopefully it doesn't get worse from there. I tell you what, it's hard to be worse than that. That's a, I mean, he's bad. He's really bad. Like guys, he's really bad. (laughs) I'll go ASMR. He's really bad guys. Finally. You know, I I just want y'all to know that for a long time, uh, Eskimo Libertarian was fully against any ASMR readings at all. She hated them at all costs. I'd just like to say that I'm I'm glad to be a part of the movement that has drawn her on board to the ASMR readings. That's fantastic. And all of you are very welcome from yours truly. I help that. (laughs) no (laughs) that is the one and only asmr i will ever do i'm muddy waters don't quote me and don't hold me accountable to this Uh, (laughs) did you uh (laughs) oh we're gonna hold you uh very much so for sure um, you will never live that statement down. I will always throw it in your face that you actually did an ASMR reading live on air on Muddy Waters Media. That's a fact. That will happen. What did you think about the uh, the the speech from last night from from the vaccine mandate coming from Joseph Robinette Biden? 
Oh, we're going to take a nosedive here. Okay. Yeah, because like Thursday morning, hey, Chipman's remove his nomination. Woo, we're on a high. And then complete nosedive hmm. into these new executive orders from Biden. Which we really do need to pay attention to the wording that this guy was saying and the content of what he was talking about. It is quite startling and should not be overlooked. Like, holy shit, people, pay attention because. The language is vastly more than just alarming. And we'll get into that because it is. Um, what, the way I like to relate these presidential speeches is uh, kind of like court hearings. They set precedent. Um, they, they will say things a specific way and engineer the conversation a specific way to get you used to and comfortable with learning that coming in the future. So that it's not, not only is it alarming what the speech has, but for the future, it's very alarming because he's he's getting people comfortable with this type of language. Yeah, he's saying the quiet things out loud, people. And what's crazy is I remember a year ago thinking like, oh my gosh, they're gonna mandate vaccines. They're gonna, you know, push the they're gonna, this is just the beginning. And I was labeled a conspiracy theorist. And here we are, folks. So if you don't mind, Cajun, I can go into the specifics of the executive order first that he put forth in this speech, like so that we know what he is talking about. So do that. Yeah. So technically, he put out two executive orders and how what all is covered in that. So I'll just dive right into it. All employers with more than 100 workers must require the employees to be vaccinated or tested weekly for the virus. The, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the Rona. <laughs> so if you have 100 workers at your plant, you now must get the, I'm gonna say the word that Spike doesn't like, the Usyk poke. <laughs> That's the term yeah. I've decided to use to avoid getting the zucchini is the Usyk poke. <laughs> so you must get yeah. the Usyk poke or be tested weekly if you have the virus or not. That's going to affect 80 million Americans. 80 million Americans are going to be affected by this spot alone. That's two-thirds of the country's workforce. Two-thirds. 80 million Americans are going to be affected by this. And companies must provide paid time off for vaccination. Also, workers at health facilities that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid are required to be fully vaccinated. That's 17 million Americans right there. 17 million. So if your healthcare facility receives federal Medicare and Medicaid, you are required to be fully vaccinated. That does include the booster shot. That's three shots. Three pokes. Usyk pokes. 
<laughs> I saw the comment on your Facebook page. Uh, Spike was like, please say, please stop saying Usyk's. I am a proud indigenous woman. I will speak my indigenous language, which is not <laughs> even my language. <laughs> it's a new piak. I'm Yupik. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving along, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> the executive order is also requiring vaccination of employees of the executive branch and contractors of the federal government. Getting a test, like opting out and just testing weekly, is not an option. You must be vaccinated, period. Mm-hmm. He did say, I don't know if this, how true this is, but part of it is there will be exceptions for workers with religious or medical exemptions. But I don't know if they're actually going to honor that. We'll see. I had to approve it. Exactly. This one's going to be kind of tricky. We'll see. So those workers have 75 days to get fully vaccinated. So that's the two pokes or unless it, I'm pretty sure Johnson and Johnson's just one poke and then a booster. And that's several million more Americans right there that are going to be affected by this section. And they can't opt out with just a weekly test. Also, they're doubling the federal fines for airline passengers who refuse to wear masks on flights or to maintain face covering requirements on federal property. That's also another portion of it. So people are wondering, how is this going to be enforced? They're going to use OSHA. That's the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And I'm pretty sure most people know what OSHA is. You know, you see videos of folks like violating OSHA regulations and sometimes they can be really funny. But yeah, they're going to use OSHA and that is $14,000 per violation. So let's say your company has 100 folks. Huh? That's a week, by the way. Yeah, because they have that one week testing period thing that they have at the top there. And that's why it's up there. So per violation, let's say you have 100 folks at your your power plant or something. We'll just put it out there. So you meet that 100 worker um, criteria. If all 100 workers aren't tested, aren't vaccinated, that's $1.4 million. You have to pay OSHA. OSHA shows up all 100 workers don't have a test and haven't been poked. $1.4 million to OSHA because that's 100 violations. It adds up quick. Yeah, so. and there's a, there's a lot of commentary right now from the, the authoritarian side of our media coverage in the United States. And that, that they're saying quite literally that this isn't good enough. These authoritarian, I've heard it with my own ears. These authoritarian dictatorial measures are not good enough. And everything I've said so far is pretty intense, I thought. And then also, there's more to it, too. Workers will be referred to HR for counseling and discipline and possible termination. They pretty much made it legal for companies to fire you 
if you do not have the poke or get the weekly Usyk testing. Poke. Yeah, the Usyk poke. The Usyk poke. Uh, yeah. there, I don't want to. No, I shouldn't say that. You probably have it in your notes. I don't want to steal your thunder. Do you know how much it costs to have uh, weekly testing per employee? I actually don't know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just way out there. Unbelievably yeah. expensive. Unbelievably yeah. expensive. So they're going to do this under the guise of, oh, well, you don't have to get mandate. You don't have to mandate vaccines as long as you have them tested every week, which is extraordinarily expensive. Yeah. And to put it into perspective, 177 million Americans are fully vaccinated right now. But coronavirus is still being spread at a rapid rate. Just going to put that out there. People have been educated about the vaccine. It's been available to everyone. At this point, if people haven't gotten the vaccine, they most likely won't. That's right. We're kind of at that point. 177 million Americans are fully vaccinated. I believe that statistic does include the booster shot. Also, Biden promised he wouldn't make this a mandate. He wouldn't mandate a vaccine back in December. Said that. Said he wouldn't mandate masks either. We'll get into that a little bit. You mean Biden didn't uphold a promise? Well, he's upheld one promise. Let's be fair. There is a, there is one promise that Joseph Robinette Biden has upheld. And that's the fact that he does not work for the American people. Oh, he said well, that. Okay. That's fair. And he's held that true. What a dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Clap for that, oh. you stupid bastards. That's a great meme template, by the way. I've used that a couple yeah. times. <laughs> Very. Oh, standing meme template. Oh, some really great memes have come from him, but like it makes me really sad because it's like, oh wait, that's affecting me. Oh, yeah. But the yeah. memes. <laughs> I thought we would lose a lot of content, uh, losing Trump from social media, which let's be honest, we have. But we are we are in no shortage of uh, ridiculous content when it comes to Joe Biden. I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest. I thought he'd be bland. Oh, I saw it coming. Boring. Uh, they would be bland and boring and ininterpretable, which that is still true. He is very bland, boring, and you cannot interpret what he's saying because he's riddled with dementia, but he is still providing a lot of content. So, wow. Yeah, that is the executive order. Those are the requirements. It's going to affect over 100 million Americans. Yep. So, before we uh, we get into the breakdown of his speech, let's get into the breakdown of one of our sponsors, Jack Casey. There's only two books here. He has three. Finally, Wallgreen.com <laughs> took him forever to release the third book because he would rather sit on Clubhouse all day. Instead of writing the third book. Well, he corrected himself and got off Clubhouse for about 
two weeks and finish the third book. So thank God for that. Uh, this is also Jack Casey. Thank you for that picture <laughs> of this hairless mermail. JackCaseyWorldGree.com. You're not wrong, also, though. He was on Clubhouse for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not even joking. Like, that's actually what happened, folks. That's yeah, actually it, what happened. It definitely inhibited his ability to finish the third book. That is a real fact. It did happen. And so, um, I'll tell you what has not been inhibited, and that's Joe Biden's absolute ridiculous nonsense. I have got... um. I've got several, several snatched clips for us to talk about and listen to from Joe Biden himself that I have right here. I will try to uh, feel, I, I think I have it in the notes very well. Um, I will try to make sure I play them in correct order. Jack Case, I see you laughing and smiling in the comments. This is the most uh, notes I've ever seen you do, by the way. Congrats. You're welcome. I did that for you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yep. That works. That, that did happen. That I'm sorry. I need to laugh. Happen. Otherwise, I would be crying at this stuff, guys. <laughs> so I make a meme page. 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 <laughs> it's very, it's very rough. It's very alarming. I'm going to play all some audio clips that I have screen recorded from Joe Biden himself. We're going to flesh that stuff out and we're going to pair it up with quite literally the same content in the same speech and how this is crazy beyond all belief. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know who's writing Joe Biden's speeches or obvious. He's not reading them. That's for sure. But the, the, this, this is not an accident. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this for a long time, and it is very disturbing. So let's jump into it real quick. Number one, many of us are frustrated with the 80 million people that are unvaccinated. That's how he begins his speech. I'm going to click on these um, clips. I only recorded a few of them. But I'll click on them to make sure that I've got the right one at hand, and then I'll play them for you, and then we'll um, and then we'll get into it. So many of us are frustrated with the 80 million people that are unvaccinated, says Joe Biden. That you you're inciting anger and violence. This is absolutely divisive and inappropriate talk when he says many of us are frustrated he's listen to the language many of us are frustrated with the 80 million people that are unvaccinated this is like a cold civil war i made a, a tweet about it today and there's another quote that comes later in the speech we'll talk about it here's the tweet this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and Many of us are frustrated with the 80 million people that are unvaccinated. Pay attention to the language. These speeches are written with intent. There is no accident to them. So make no mistake, this is not 
an accident. They say this stuff on purpose. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Keep that in mind. And many of us are frustrated with the 80 million people that are unvaccinated. And then I extrapolate from that. That has some real cold Civil War vibes to it. This type of language is not by accident. It is specifically engineered to create enemies out of each other. Make no mistake, that is a fact. Um, let me play the first clip that I have, and then we'll go from there. Vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay. Well, let's keep going. Number two, it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take some time. Uh, okay. We started off at 14 days to flatten the curve. Now we're at 75% of Americans 12 years age and older have been vaccinated with at least one shot, but we're still using the same language. There's, there's literally, they have never set forth any legitimate timeline for this. That's a problem because there's no end goal in sight. When there's no end goal in sight, then it's just fear porn to the maximum because you can't say like, if X amount of people get vaccinated or naturally or inoculated, which they did say, by the way, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, if at least 50% of Americans get vaccinated, then we're fine, right? Or we're over 75%. All right. The, uh, this language is so vague, intentionally vague, so they can continue to shift the goalpost. It doesn't. They they memory hole absolutely everything. It doesn't matter what's been said in the past, and we're going to go over a lot of this. Absolutely does not matter what's been said in the past. The fact of the matter is that today, what they're saying is, it's going to take some time and a lot of work. We'll get into that, by the way. Something that's it's really interesting, though, really quick about moving those goalposts and not having an end goal in sight. It's almost like that same issue happened overseas and we were stuck there for 20 years because hmm. we didn't have an end goal. Or am I just a conspiracy theorist that's being insensitive? You're just a conspiracy theorist. There's no way that the war on terror, which had no real end date or no real specificity, there, there there's no real... Uh, Definition to the war on drugs or an end date with any specificity. Oh, yeah, we're just being conspiracy theorists. That's all. There's no real end date to the COVID vaccinations and results, inoculations, shutdowns, lockdowns. Yeah, but they can been. tax the hell out of us to win it, though. Whatever winning when means. They Will, I want to play that clip again because I'm I'm going to replay this clip several times. I'm going to try to get through this quickly. Um, there, there. I could have, I, I could go line by line of the speech right now and just point out how horrible the and and, and, and and what such effect that this is the worst presidential speech ever given. 
ever. Most horrific, most horrendous, most totalitarian and authoritarian speech that's ever been given from any sitting POTUS ever. We won't do that. There's a few that we will go through, though, just to um, just to point that stuff out and highlight. I want to play this one again because this is going to ring true in several comments later. Pandemic of the un. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. All right. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So sounds reasonable. Let's find out why that's absolutely ridiculous. Number two, it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Um, Here's the math. Yeah, we heard that a long time. 14 days, 15 days to flatten the curve. Three months, 100 days of masking while I'm in office. While 50% of Americans get vaccinated, it never ends. It's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take some time. So that's just, there, there's no, there, these are just arbitrary numbers that they continually throw out, right? There's, there's no real end date because they don't want there to be an end date. Because if there's an actual end date, that ends their quote unquote legislative emergency power, which that's another conversation. It doesn't exist, by the way. So, again, bear with me as I'm, I'm ciphering through these because these all look the same to me on my screen, but I, I screen grabbed a lot of these uh, these speeches, so I'm, I'm going to uh, listen Sorry, to guys, them before I bring, <laughs> I'm going to listen to them before I bring them up. So, number three, you may be confused about what is true and what is false? Really? You think? And he goes on to say in the same speech, there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation. That they are the ones spreading. They're the ones telling you this. Severe illness from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. Let me play it again. Vaccines provide very strong protection from severe illness from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. All right. So he says there's a lot of confusion, but I'm sorry. Before that, he says the COVID-19 vaccines provide all the protection that you need. I understand there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. We're going to come back to that, right? Okay, so number four, while the vaccines provide strong support for the vaccinated, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Let's play that again. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes, that's what he said. While the vaccines provide strong support for the vaccinated, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Again, Sounds legit until you understand that he is uh, completely contradicting himself throughout the entire speech. 100%. Right? So give me a second real quick to uh, make sure I got the Next right one. Very strong protection. Severe illness from COVID-19. 
I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. These are the facts. These are the facts. Is what he says. While the vaccines provide some strong support for the vaccinated, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay. To make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging folks to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues. Let me read that to you again. To make, and this is a quote from Joseph Robinette Biden. To make matters worse, there are elected officials. He's talking about Ron DeSantis and, and Greg Abbott. Let's make no mistake here. There are elected officials actively working to undermine, actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19 instead of encouraging folks to get vaccinated and mask up. They're ordering mobile morgues. Literally none of that is true. None of it. No, please give me one governor that has said, don't go get vaccinated. Can you name one? No. They're all against the mandate, not necessarily getting the vaccine or not. Some of them even come out and said, I got the vaccine. I encourage you to get the vaccine, but they haven't said, don't get it. He's just lying. He's lying on national TV in front of not that's that's not national TV. It's global TV. He is lying through his teeth to everybody in the world that we have governors within the United States telling people not to get vaccinated. But wait. There's more. There's more. Let me just make sure I can find out the right clip here. It's going to take me a second because of the way I have to operate. So sorry, y'all. Vaccines provide very strong protection from severe illness from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. Really? Yes, there is confusion and misinformation coming from you. Nobody's advocating against the vaccines. There's not one governor that's doing that. You're the one spreading the lies and the misinformation. You're White House. I have a question. So are we at the point where we don't have to be masked or we have to be masked or we have to be double masked or if we're vaccinated, we don't have to oh. be masked. But if we're vaccinated, we also have to be masked or do we have to be vaccinated, double masked and give them all of our tax dollars? I think you nailed it with the last one. The fact of the matter is, is that the, 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 this is the worst speech I've ever heard from any president at all. And um, I hope to God I'm not butchering this because I've got so many clips from him. And I just, it, it, my iPhone will not allow me to mark them a certain way. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to cipher through this as best as I can. Here's the math. From Joseph Biden. Here's the math. The math is that there are zero governors in the United States lobbying against vaccination. There are zero governors within the United States 
lobbying against mask wearing if that's something that you want to do. You are lying. You're lying and you know you're lying. So you are exactly the misinformation that you claim to put out. Vaccines provide very strong protection from severe illness from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation. From your administration. From you. Your administration. All right, moving on. While the vaccines provide strong support for the vaccinated, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's important. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. From him. To make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging folks to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues. Who the f- is doing that? There, there's nobody doing that. You're lying. This is so frustrating because the, the these people that are claiming to have all the scientific fact and data are not watching or listening to any at all scientific data. They are lying through their teeth, and it starts right there with Joe Biden. He is a liar and a manipulator and an absolutely god-awful human being. All right, moving on, because I just, ugh. Here's the math. 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. I want to emphasize that vaccines provide very strong protection from COVID-19. So which is it? Which is it? The unvaccinated are causing damage and harm, or the vaccines work? Pick one. These are the facts. These are the facts. Either the vaccines work or the unvaccinated are causing damage. Pick one. Is we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans supported by a distinct minority of elected officials are keeping us from turning the corner. Okay, so forget the fact that he just completely bludgeoned to death the word distinct twice. Because he's an incoherent, babbling moron and always has been. It's just worse now that dementia has set in. Let me play that again. Is we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans, supported by a distinct minority of elected officials, are keeping us from turning the corner. So which is it, Joe? Which is it? Are the people that are unvaccinated? Preventing us from turning the corner? Or do the vaccines work? Pick one. And learn learn how to just step down. You, you just, you're not fit for this job. You never were. I would like to point out, too, he does have a long history of squashing the minority of Americans. Like his, I don't know, 1994 uh, Tough on Crime right. Bill. So a minority of Americans can't or won't get the vaccine, and he has no problem squashing on the minority again. No problem with it. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we're going to get into that in just a second. I'm trying to play these right. Again, uh, forgive me all for trying to do this this way, but I did it the best way that I possibly could at the last minute. And so let me play this clip from for you real quick, and then we'll dive off into that. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. Hmm. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me play that again. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. We cannot allow these actions to stand in front of the large majority of Americans that have done their part. We cannot allow the actions of the unvaccinated to stand in the way Vaccinated. Sorry. We cannot allow these actions of the unvaccinated to stand in the way of the Americans that have done their part. But wait a minute. Earlier in the speech, you said. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I thought it didn't matter. And you have been strong in the fact that vaccinations work. So what does it matter if unvaccinated are getting ill? That should not have an effect, period. You, the, the Time and time throughout this speech, he absolutely contradicts himself and is completely antithetical to any science at all. And it's just fear-mongering. It's just fear porn. If you're vaccinated, then what are you worried about? And it's 75% of Americans have gotten at least one jab, right? At least 75% of Americans. Here's the math. At least 75% of Americans have gotten vaccinated. Everybody over the age of 12 is able to get vaccinated. That's their, it, it, There's nothing here to talk about. If they're unvaccinated at this point, then they're not causing damage according to your freaking statements. Period. There's not. So it's on them. If at this point you have chosen not to get vaccinated, that's for whatever reason that you've decided not to. And you're not affecting the vaccinated, according to him. But yet, in the same speech, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, we're going to say we're not going to let the unvaccinated ruin the lives of the vaccinated. Which is it? Pick one. Either the vaccinations work, and everybody can go back to life as normal because 75% plus have been vaccinated or they don't work. You can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. But that's the only way to play this for a power grab. If you are a an authoritarian regime, then you have to play this game. And they do it well. I'll be honest with you. They do it real well. Unfortunately for them, too many of us are absolutely critical thinkers. Here's math. 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. I want to emphasize that 
The vaccines provide very strong protection from COVID-19. Which is it? Is the unvaccinated, are the unvaccinated causing damage or do the COVID vaccines work? Moving on. These are the facts. Keep our economy strong by keeping our businesses open. By the way, let me back up a bit. Uh, I think I played that clip for you. Uh, uh, There's a distinct minority of Americans and politicians keeping us from turning the corner. Why? Why? You already said the vaccines work. So if they, at this point, if they haven't chose to get vaccinated, that's their prerogative. So you're not, there's no, there's no keeping us from turning the corner economically, socially, medically. There's not at all. Either they work or they don't. So unvaccinated people are not causing any trouble except amongst the unvaccinated crowd, which they have chosen to be. They have chosen to be unvaccinated. That's a risk they're willing to take, and they are not compromising the workforce or the health of anybody else. Because everybody can go get vaccinated. You're 12 years up. Give me one second, please. This is not about freedom or personal choice. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are are making... This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What's next? That, that kind of language right there is dictatorial, at the least. It's tyrannical. And again, as I stated before I started the segment, they don't put this stuff in here accidentally. This is for projection of the future. This is for people to get used to this kind of language, right? And so it's it's wrapped up very nicely and very pretty under the guise of safety, which we know from Bill uh, ben Franklin, if you choose safety over freedom, you deserve neither. I'm paraphrasing, right? Okay. This is insane. This is absolutely incredible. And this will set precedent in people's mental atmosphere for the future. These words, it's not about your freedom or personal choice. It's about safety this is dangerous this is dangerous because the, the, look how it, look how easy this segues into the gun rights it's not about your personal choice or freedom it's about the safety of everyone that this is the same trash they use to take everybody's guns don't worry about your personal freedom or safety This is about everybody else. 
This stuff should not be ignored. This language is not by accident. It is engineered to get us focused and uh, shifted, directed into a certain mental river that is to give up any sort of logical deductions or personal safety rights, freedoms in the in the name of safety for everyone. This is not by accident. This is by design. Call me a conspiracy theory. I don't care at all. Let me check the next one to make sure I'm right. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. All right, let's play that for sure. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. Playing it again. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. One more time, because it looked like Nola couldn't hear, so I assume that many of y'all couldn't either. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated workers. Let's go back to the first clip. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So why are you trying to protect the vaccinated from unvaccinated? This is the same speech. It's the same speech. It's either about the vaccinated or it's not. He told you at the beginning, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And he tells you in the middle, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated. This is blatant disregard from any truth, any science, any sort of analytical data just just honesty it's just not not that we rely on politics for honesty but go ahead sorry no i think something that's also really important is the fact that he's demonizing those that aren't vaccinated and we've seen this in history multiple times from authoritarian figures who demonize a group of individuals discriminates against them and it causes most of the public to go against them. And so you demonize this group of people and it's easier to attack them, remove their liberties, their civil liberties. We've seen it multiple times and I've advocated against doing that, especially when it comes to, when I tell people about like residential schools and uh, the Indian adoption program, Alaska natives and native Americans were demonized and that we were not civilized. We were you know, the savage community. And so people worked on trying to make those people better. You know, they pitied them, they hated them, they discriminated against them, you know, they weren't human. Here we are seeing it again. There are parallels that you need to see when a government is demonizing a group of individuals that they, especially ones that they don't agree with them. That's the big thing. You can't, demonize someone because you don't agree with them. Not only that, there are people who can't get vaccinated. People have had adverse reactions to vaccines or they have autoimmune disease or a plethora of reasons, whatever their reason may be. And you're going to demonize them because of it? Yeah, well, that, that is the point. That's absolutely the point. We've seen it 
repeated in government history time and time again. That's what they want to do. They want to demonize the unvaccinated, even though they've said in this, he, he has said in the same speech that as long as you're vaccinated, vaccinated, you're fully protected. That this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So why are you demonizing the unvaccinated? This is their choice. If you're going to tell us that the vaccinated are fully protected from the unvaccinated, but then you're going to tell us at the same time you're going to protect vaccinated from the unvaccinated, you, this is not math. This is not science. This is the dictatorial authoritarian regimes. Sorry. I will be right. Sounds good. Yeah. No, this is. This is why we go into depth about this is because we've seen this in history. It's not the exact same, but it mirrors a lot of the statistics or the strategies of previous dictators. And so, like I mentioned, with the residential schools and how um, indigenous people were demonized and that those that weren't native needed to be protected from indigenous, from the you know lifestyle. And they called them savage communities. Again, I've done a big, long podcast on that. Um, I know a lot of people use more of a Holocaust type analogy, and I tend to try to avoid that because I feel like it can be overused at times. But it is the same strategy in that it's demonizing a group of people. And then once those folks are demonized, the rest of the people do the work for you. You have to keep in mind how many people are actually in power here. I mean, if you have a majority of the public on your side and you have that mob rule to put forth your authoritarian ideas, that's how they win. But as we've seen in Australia, it doesn't take a lot of folks to topple it down. It's all of a facade. I mean, it's the power that they have really isn't there. And it doesn't take a lot of mask uncompliance to fight against it. Yeah, as Spike said, um, you know, if like 5% stand up, they got to change their ways. If 10% stand up, it's just completely overboard at that point. Did you just feel your thunder there? Don't, don't, (laughs) don't be. You know, I had to step away for a second. Um, Let me get to the last couple of clips here. Let me make sure they're correct, though. Let me be blunt. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you and these life-saving actions. Right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying the schools. If they'll not help, these governors won't help us beat the pandemic. I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. Yes. Whoa. You did, there was you a lot hear, there. I yes. didn't hear that part. Whoa. Most Can alarming we break part. That down because yes. Did he say 
that people are bullying employees and threatening to fire them. Play it again. I've missed this part. Let me be blunt. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you and these life-saving actions. Right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying in schools. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. But his executive order makes it legal to terminate someone if they don't get the shot. And he's saying it's bullying to withhold pay and to fire someone over these decisions. Quite and, and literally with with the narrative is coming out. I, I I know the facts of what he's talking about Governor Ron DeSantis right now. Um this is one of the things that DeSantis has gotten very right. He never said that you couldn't mask your children in schools. He only said that he would hold federal, uh, state funding from schools that mandated masks. So he twisted it <laughs> in the same speech where he's telling hundreds and millions of people that they were that they're going to be fired if they don't get the vaccine in a government dictatorial federal dictatorial mandate while claiming yeah go ahead go ahead and then he went all mobster like i'll take care of him for you went full mobster full what are you gonna do fascist. what powers do you have are you gonna put a horse's head in their bed and threaten them full fascist Full fascism. Yeah, Biden has, is all of the worst things that people claim Trump was going to be. And Trump never was. Never voted for Trump. Never will. But he wasn't this. He wasn't this. This is unbelievable. He said it. He said it. He said the thing. He, he said the thing. He literally said, if you don't do exactly what I'm telling you to do, then I'm going to override you with absolutely no constitutional authority at all. None. I'll override the Constitution. I'll bypass any state's rights, and I'll make sure that I will reign supreme as a freaking dictator. He what said is he going to do? What is he going to do? I mean, that's kind of the, uh, at the end of the day, this is a lot of, of crazy talk is what it is, but it shouldn't be dismissed. What's going to happen is you're going to have to have governors that stand up for their states and file lawsuits. I think there's only going to be about like 16 already coming, right? But if, or, or a business owner saying, do not comply. I'm not going to comply to this. I'm not going to do this. 
I'll fight you in court over it. This is what's going to have to happen. I assume that what's about to happen is this is going to get fought in court by state attorney generals of Republican states. It will get shot to the Supreme Court. It will get shot down. And then in 2022, the Democrats are going to say, hey, look, we tried to keep y'all safe. But the Republicans didn't want to do that. So vote for us. That's my assumption. I wish my governor would take a stronger stance on this. I know my governor actually made a tweet saying that kind of he pretty much made it sound like he's hoping for the 25th Amendment to take place. And that's the one that talks about like uh, the order of hierarchy. So like if the president is. um, I'm totally missing out on the word right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Oh, this is embarrassing. Okay, when you remove a president. Uh, You're talking about a. um... No, now you got me messed up. You're talking about. How can um... I not remember this word? Impeached. Impeachment. Impeached. Yes. Peaches. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) When a president's impeached, it goes to the vice president. And then it also. Further in that amendment, it talks about the order. So after that, it's the Speaker of the House, and then it's like the President right. or a Senate or something or other. It's a weird, wacky term. Goes to that person and so on and so forth. And then Secretary of State after that. Uh, but he was pretty much saying like, no, we should have him impeached and have Kamala take over. And it's like, no, 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 no. There is an amendment farther up the list that you should be paying attention to. And that's the 10th amendment. And that is ensuring that whatever powers that the federal government doesn't have goes to the states and the people. The federal he government doesn't, doesn't have this power. But as long as people are okay with it, yes, they do. That's the problem is that states are not going to stand up. There's going to be many states that are not going to stand up to this unconstitutional Act and provision, they won't because they're blue or they're uh, rhinos. Uh, you know, as of right now, we don't have any libertarian states statistically, so we have to go by red versus blue. It is what it is, y'all. Sorry, the vet, the numbers, math, according to Joe Biden, the math, right? Statistically speaking, the vast majority of blue states are going to embrace this. They're not going to fight it. They're literally going to force hundreds of millions of people to have to get vaccinated or at least 100 million people or lose your job. Uh, Back in December, Joe Biden said he wouldn't mandate masks or vaccines. Now it's get the jab or feed your family. Pick one. Back in December, it was Trump's vaccine, not Biden's yet. Oh, yeah, right? Because uh, they didn't make it political at all, right? Yeah. And so it's incredible. Let me speed through the, the last of these real quick because uh, yeah. we, we're way over time. Yeah, sounds good. All federal employees and contractors are required to be vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, you have to be vaccinated. Is a quote from Joe Biden. Except, except teachers unions and the Postal Service. Neither one of those have to get vaccinated. 
that interact with the most people? (laughs) Because teachers unions and the postal office have a large say in the democratic process of our elections. So, no, Joe Biden, all federal employees and federal contractors are not obligated to mandate vaccines. Postal workers and teachers unions are not. And he's going to try to go on later on in the speech and try to tell you that all of the teachers are going to have to be. It's not true, though. Listen to the listen to it very carefully. He says. um, I say here, pay attention to later on in in the speech. He doesn't actually say teachers unions. He says federal head start programs, which are preschool programs, which I know for a fact because. I have serviced many, many, many Head Start programs within the state of Mississippi. So it's not actually teachers unions that have to get vaccinated. It's just Head Start. And nobody cares about Head Start because teachers unions are the ones that run the Democratic Party. So is the Postal Service. So neither one of those have to get vaccinated uh, by mandate. But all other federal employees and contractors will. Yeah, I've already played the uh, if governors don't adhere, then he'll just bypass any sort of constitutional respect at all. Doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just going to try to do what he wants to do. Uh, and oh, by the way, he does mention like four or five times in the in the speech, my authority. He says that several times. Go listen. I listened to the entire speech. The reason I got all these quotes and these uh, recorded screenshots is because as soon as I got home from work, I literally listened to the whole speech and I screen recorded and edited every single little clip of what he what uh, what was prominent in the speech. That's how I got all these. It's just freaking incredible. He also just continue to keep going. Patience is wearing thin. When it comes to the unvaccinated, he literally said that we've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Who the f- talks to the American people like that? This is the most grotesque, absurd, uh, ridiculous speech I've ever heard from a president in my life. And I imagine ever he was more harsh on the talent. He was more harsh on the American people than he was on the Taliban. Here's what Thomas Massey had to say about it in response to uh, our patience is wearing thin. Like, who the f- are you? We will vote you out. You will be fired, and you're going to be fired. I don't care about your patience. You have no authority other than what we tell you. You work for me. Sorry, Thomas Massey. Newest threat from Joe Biden. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. I say to you, Mr. President, our patience is gone. Thank you. Sassy with Massey right there. Unfreaking real. I think something that should be noted too. Uh, I don't know if this is the most authoritarian speech because Monroe was pretty authoritarian. Too. <laughs> we talked about, yeah, he talked about how the control of the savage communities, savage communities being indigenous people should be complete and undisputed. And that's how he started one of the worst how do I put it? Um, it's like the Native Americans version of a Holocaust. All right. Thousands of children died because of his State of the Union address. So 
keeping that in mind, this sort of speech is going to spark something of that magnitude if we don't have mask un uh, uncompliance. Mass non-compliance. Non-compliance, not uncompliance. You're, yes. you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just that we have to remember that here's the thing. You can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. I don't care. They're stealing rhetoric and propaganda from other regimes that they saw work. These aren't idiots. Joe Biden is an idiot. The person that's writing the speech for Joe Biden is not. This is not by accident. They're stealing precedent from previous administrations and previous regimes and, and, and speeches that worked because of fear-mongering, and they're using them today. This is not, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to show you real quick. Um, I guess I already showed you. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll move on. Uh, it, it's just a fact that this is completely out of, out of anything that we've seen in our lifetimes. It, this is beyond dictatorial. It is absolute overreach and tyranny. And they're telling you the path that they're taking by using this type of language and disguising it under the uh, guise of safety. I would like to point out too, not to uh, construct any conspiracy theories, just putting mm -hmm. the puzzle pieces out there. So Biden had a huge uptick in funding for police force. Do you remember that? And people were asking Jen Psaki, like, I thought he was against, you know, funding police. And instead he significantly increased the funding of police. And Jen Psaki's like, no, that was the Republicans that wants to yep. defund the police. Yep. We have that. We have people. Gaslighting. And yeah, we have people who haven't had jobs. All right. They're food insecure. They're in a poor situation. They're lower class. We have just millions of Americans without jobs or are extremely poor, heavily affected by this pandemic. And so they're not in a good place. And now we're having these mandates that are becoming increasingly more like exponentially more authoritarian. And people are unable to, unwilling to non-comply with them with fear of what could happen. Now that there's a significantly more money going to the police, we have significantly more troops at home. People don't know what to do about that. Not to put a conspiracy theory out there, but there's couple of pieces that could work together to something that's really bad. Just crazy rambling there. <laughs> that's called logical deduction and reasoning um, <clears throat> that gets pawned off as a conspiracy theory, even in our own minds because of information, um, the, the clouding of information and the manipulation uh, of information that goes on within our society. What you're doing right there is just taking, hey, I can see the writing on the wall, seen this story before. I think this may be where it ends. And they label you a conspiracy theory for being a critical thinker. False. Just don't do that. Take it from a humble little Eskimo here that has done a lot of research. And Joe Biden says later in the speech, show some respect. Excuse me. Show some respect. Um, 
What's the problem? <laughs> what? No, I'm live. <laughs> respect my show, authority. <laughs> it says show some respect. Like, oh my God. Economic growth unmatched in 40 years is what he says uh, when he took presidency. Yeah, that's because everybody was not working and now everybody's working. Cannot let the unvaccinated do or undo this progress. I thought you said it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So what's it matter? It, it, it just the contradictions, hypocrisy, and the blatant lies is just disgusting. Cannot let unvaccinated do undo this progress. In the same speech where he says this isn't affecting anybody but the vaccinated, it's incredible. Is it, it, so, all right, communities of color are disproportionately affected, and now you're taking their jobs from them. He said that in, the, in that speech. Communities of color are disproportionately affected, but yet you're mandating vaccines for companies of 100 employees or more, which means you're going to get black people, brown people, people of color fired. Just incredible. Right. Something I would like to add to, there has been, if you look at the demographics of everyone that's been vaccinated, disproportionately, people of color, of minorities, have not begun the vaccine compared to um, white Caucasians. Keep in mind, we have in history stuff like the Tuskegee experiments or yep. Margaret Sanger and her experiments on Puerto Ricans. And, oh, a lot of people don't know about this one iodine-131, that affected Alaska Natives. That's like our own version of Tuskegee experiments. So we have all these experimental drugs that have been used against minority figures. And you wonder why we are very skeptical, skeptical about taking this experimental drug. We have a long history of the government coming in and using experimental drugs on minorities and veterans. Well, not veterans, active duty. Who's active duty? Yeah. <laughs> you know about that. Yeah, yeah, they uh they will jab you with everything under the sun like cattle as you walk through the line. There's no question. I I want to play this last clip before we get off the air. And it is yeah. quite alarming. Pandemic as I recently released uh the key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan so that America isn't caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. He said the quiet thing aloud. Just the way he says it. Oh, my God. You heard that, right? And it will. I've heard that tone judge. from my mom when she's threatening me when I was little and being <laughs> naughty. <laughs> That's the same exact tone. That was a bad little kid. As I recently released uh, the key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan so that America isn't caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. It will. So that the American people don't get flat-footed with another pandemic and then some gibberish that nobody can understand and then as it will is that a, is that a freudian slip what is that 
What is that? He literally says we're going to try to keep people from being flat-footed against another pandemic, and then says, as we will. What? What? It's almost as bad as the Australian government saying, talking about the new world order. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. The new world That doesn't order. sound like a... Uh, she sounded like she said that intentionally. Not sure. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. So, but that's an football season. <laughs> we don't want Americans to get flat-footed from another pandemic, as we will. Anyway, maybe we're not live. I don't know. This is telling me to activate chat. Please enable all channels. So, maybe the federal government did shut us down live. I don't think so, though. Everything says we're still live. So, but yeah, apparently, folks, here comes another pandemic, according to Joseph Robinette Biden. That's awesome. Wow. Yep. Oh. That's who is prepared to do the right things for the second district of Alabama. Hold on. We are Jane? offline. Are we really? Still says I'm Video live. ends at one hour, 24 minutes on Facebook. Hold on, Jonathan Reels. I'm just checking Facebook and YouTube really quick. Because it live. looks like we've... Holy crap. We are done at one hour and 24 minutes and two seconds on both YouTube and Facebook. So they just cut us off six minutes ago. Yep. It's still saying we're live. I'm seeing. Wow. It was right after my rant, rant about putting puzzle pieces out there. Hmm. Yep, it's still saying that we're live. But it's on all the other places. It cuts off at one hour, 24 minutes, and two seconds. That's incredible. All right, well, I guess we're done here. Holy crap. I'm going through and checking. Yep, it says we were live. Absolutely incredible. 